You're highly welcome to this podcast episode on your digest. How are you doing? How is it going on in your area? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on your time zone, your location. And whenever you're listening to this podcast, it's your host, Grace Ovi. And as a custom year at your digest, we release episodes weekly that opens your eyes to the possibilities of success every week. Yo, I would love to digress a little, <laughs> if you permit me. I want to rant a bit here. You see, Harry Saint-Germain, with how potent, how strong, how efficient the attacking force really is with three other players having at least 10 goals and 10 assists, they failed to score a goal against Bayern Munich in the Champions League, which I found quite amusing, quite intriguing. Like, come on, how does that actually happen? For those of you that have been following me for quite some time now, you know that I'm a PSG fan and <laughs> I don't joke with the team, but the way things are going right now, I think I will just be on the fence. What do you think too? Because that's the safest thing to be right now. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, if you haven't listened to our previous episode, that's the episode that talks about knowing your elastic limits. I will endeavor, in fact, it's by force right now, go back and listen to those episodes. One thing about your digest is that there is a system in place that brings out new episodes from existing ones. A line, a PowerPoint, a salient point from a previous episode can be used to form and bring about a new episode. Why is it this way? Because, you know, we don't want to leave any stone unturned. We want to touch everywhere. We want to be able to relate with you to know exactly what it is that it is. All right, well, get to those pile and dress because we are in for a bumper ride. Peace out. Well, if you've gotten to this section of this episode, you deserve a round of applause. You've just made it. Woo! <laughs> well, not to take much of your time, because today we have a lot to discuss. Yeah, we have a lot to discuss. Well, so, before I go further, I would like to give you this scenario. Mr. Thompson is a CEO of whatever company wants to call it. <laughs> and... Every morning, once Mr. Thompson wakes up, he doesn't miss his cup of coffee. He takes a cup of coffee every morning, wakes up. According to him, it gives him strength for the whole day. He takes it on Monday, he takes it on Tuesday, he takes it on Wednesday, like that till the end of the week. And he has maintained that consistency going to three weeks. And something happened on the fourth week. This fateful Wednesday morning, Mr. Thompson woke up and surprisingly, he forgot to take his usual cup of coffee. 
he got to work that day and he wasn't feeling comfortable. He was like, something isn't right, something is out of place. What exactly is wrong? I was trying to. Then he remembered, oh, my cup of coffee. Now, I would like you to answer this question I'm going to ask you now. Would Mr. Thompson be able to walk at 100% that day without that cup of coffee? Of course not. He won't be able to walk at 100% because he didn't take his cup of coffee. Why? Because his body has been programmed in such a way that every morning you take a cup of coffee. His body is dependent on the cup of coffee he takes every morning. So without that cup of coffee, there is no way there is going to be a required output. There's no output there. There's no improvement. There's no development. And there's no um, success that day because Mr. Thompson hasn't taken his cup of coffee. Well, we already discussed cup of coffee, are we? <laughs> we are here to talk about the reason why Mr. Thompson wasn't able to function at 100% without that cup of coffee. What exactly is that? Why exactly is that? That brings us to this topic. Addiction. Dealing with addiction. I ask you what is addiction? You'll be like, addiction is um, not being able to do without something. Always wanting that thing. Can't do without it. Always thinking about it. Always wanting it around. Now, addiction is such a way that it doesn't only require, it doesn't involve a person. It doesn't only involve a thing. It can be something tangible. It can be something intangible. Irrespective of what it is. But once you know you are dependent on something, on someone, on a habit, on a character, whatever it is, it shows you are addicted to it. Growing up, there's something I always hear around um, young old people, elders around me say. They say, in all you do, try your best to achieve modesty. In all you do, try your best to achieve modesty. Because once you have this modesty, you are moderate in all you do, you have a low tendency to fall into addiction. That's something. You have this low tendency to fall into addiction when you're moderate. Mr. Thompson, yes, taking coffee isn't bad in any way, but Mr. Thompson crossed the threshold. He crossed the threshold of normalcy and he made it an habit. And him taking that coffee continuously made him addicted to the cup of coffee. Now, what are you addicted to? What exactly is it that if you don't do in a day, you don't feel yourself? I keep on hearing people saying, I'm addicted to success, so addiction isn't really a bad thing. But do you know that if you're addicted to something good and you'll be like the end justified means the process with which you get to that place might not be legal. That is where addiction becomes detrimental to you. Addiction is something that once it starts, it takes a whole deal to break away from. Addiction is a neurophysiological disorder characterized by a persistent and intense urge to engage in certain behaviors, certain things. Oh, are you addicted to someone? One of my episodes I released last year, February, I talked about the types of love and the one I'm going to pick out, highlight from that one is the mania love. Now, that love is an obsessive, obsession, addiction. 
there are synonyms when it deals with people. When you're obsessed with someone, you're addicted to that person. That love, I said, remember, if you haven't listened, you have to go and listen back to it, like I said. <laughs> that love is a very dangerous one because it affects the second person. It isn't a healthy kind of love. It is very, very dangerous because if care is not taken, life will be lost. So, let's come back home. Once you have this intense urge to engage in certain behaviors, and one thing about addiction is that those behaviors are something that will add to you. There are things that will take away from you. There are things that will reduce your propensity to unlock that God-given potential in you. That's something. In any moment from now, we'll be discussing the types of addiction and you're going to see where you fall under. Addiction. Addiction, addiction. Addiction is like a virus. It's very sweet at the beginning, but before you know it, it crumbles you apart. It takes you apart. The first of them all here, and the most common of them all here, is drug addiction. Come on, you do drugs. You take drugs to escape the reality, rather the harsh reality of life. But listen, do you know that you are actually killing yourself from inside? Once you become dependent on drugs, once you become addicted to drugs, to the extent that when you even try withdrawing, it becomes harmful to your health. We have alcoholic addiction. We are addicted to taking alcohol. Any little thing, any time you just feel moody or sad, you just go into alcohol, you just start taking bottles upon bottles. You kill your kidney, bro. You kill this. That is an unhealthy addiction. Or could it be you are an introvert and you are... Have this high sexual drive and you find yourself engaging in masturbation. In as much as you keep on hearing on it that people say that there's there's a, there are positivities to gain from it, but in the long run, there isn't something positive in masturbating. It instead it ends, it affects you, it affects your sexual health, it affects you all around, and before you know it, it becomes even hard for you to interact with people. Because you are too into yourself, you can't interact with people and it reduces your social and emotional quotient drastically. What else are you addicted to? I released an episode about this before, talking about the parasite called pornography. Addicted to pornography, you're watching pornography, looking at pornographic images, the videos and all, whatever it is. In the long run, it is going to affect you. Pornography destroys great men. I tell you, pornography destroys men of repute. It destroys men of vision. Why? It's, you know, I have a new system and I get a hard drive that is corrupted and I plug it to my system. My system becomes infected with that virus. And if care is not taken without the necessary antivirus, those virus accumulate. And before you know it, my system crashes. That is the same as pornography. Because you look at it, you feed your brain with it, it gets into your head. And before you know it, it has destroyed it completely. So tell me, what addiction is good? Once you find yourself addicted to something, it becomes hard to leave. All your thoughts, all your energy, all your resources are all towards that certain behavior. Because once the urge comes, you can't do it without, you can't release yourself from it. You keep on seeing yourself doing it. There are different kinds of addicts. You have sex addicts, you have food addicts, you have movie addicts, you have people that keep on looking at the screen 247, they look at the screen, is it TV screen, is it their screen, they're always looking at the screen, they're game addicts too, 
there are different things you feel yourself addicted to. Even though I haven't mentioned your own field, but look deep in yourself. What exactly am I addicted to? What is it that I actually put unexplainable energy and effort to achieving? It could be a behavior. It could be a person. But whatever it is, it, it impedes you from getting to that point. For example, I'm trying to get to 100%, but there's a force pushing me, holding me, chained back. Energy I'm meant to put towards productive ventures and putting on something else. These are what is called addictions. Well, before going further, I would like to talk about the stages of addiction. Well, through research and other means, able to come up with 10 stages of addiction. I'm going to start with the first of them. That's the denial stage. In the denial stage, you are basically lying to yourself, telling yourself that, nah, you just, you just a cop. You just on video. You just a stick. It's not really much. Nah. You deny the fact you are already addicted to that thing. Just people telling you that, stop, it's not good. It's harmful to your health. Do not deny. Be like, well, I'm not doing that much. Just let I'm doing. I don't, I'm not doing that much. That's the denial stage. If you're in this stage, know that you're already on the long road of addiction. The second one is similar to the first. The first, you are denying. You are like, nah, I don't care. It, it doesn't concern me. I'm not, I don't do that. Even if I do it just a little. I don't drink much. Even if I drink just a bottle. I don't smoke, even if I smoke just a stick of cigarettes. Then the second is avoidance and defensiveness. You start separating yourself from people, especially from friends and many will. Friends and many will, you start separating yourself from them. You you become so um so into yourself. You don't want to hear about anyone, you don't want to talk about anyone. You are just so into yourself. That is the part. When you find out that you love doing something and you prefer doing that thing continuously without the need to connect with people, that is the second stage. You start avoiding people, you start avoiding your friends, your loved ones, your parents. You just want to be on your own to do that thing you like doing. And when you become confronted, when someone confronts you about it, you start being defensive, you start attacking the person, you start being paranoid. That's the second stage. That's the stage of avoidance and defensiveness. You avoid people and you set up a defensive wall around yourself, attacking people who mean much to you, who wants the best for you. They speak to you, son, daughter, friend. You're doing this, please, can you stop? This isn't good for you. You start attacking them, start feeling defensive that it doesn't matter. What do you know? What do you do this? All that are in the second stage of denial. The third stage of denial, that is interior crisis, that you have crisis building. 
due to you being defensive and avoiding people, a lot of things are going to go downhill for such a person. The business can, could get crumbled. Their relationship with people can get crumbled. For example, they are married. Their spouse could leave them. That is crisis building. A lot of things start going wrong. And they seem not to care because whatever they are doing gives them this joy. Because remember what I said? I said, when you are addicted to something and you keep on doing it, your brain has this way of giving you reward for it. How? Secretion of dopamine. Dopamine is being secreted and you find out that you can't do without doing that thing. The fourth stage is immobilization. Since you're avoiding people, you don't go out that much. You just like being indoors, cramped in your, in your room, in your small corner, and doing what you love doing most. You just become immobilized. You become retarded, you become lethargic. You don't, you don't move as often as you move again. Or because you just want to be in an environment where you can do what you love doing most at any time you want. Then the fifth stage, you become immobilized. That leads to when you become confused and you start overreacting. You become confused with people around you. Someone can be saying something nice to you and you pick an offense and start attacking the person. You become so confused and you start overreacting to little things. For example, someone mistakenly stepped on your shoe, someone mistakenly splashed on you, you start overreacting. Like, it's uncalled for, but in your state of mind, you see it as something being, being a whole deal and you need to react to it. That's the fifth stage. You overreact to things, especially if it's something that is sensitive to what you are addicted to. You pick an offense and before you know it, you fled up already. The sixth stage. At this stage, you are aware that everyone has left you. You're aware that where you are right now, the place you stand right now, you are standing alone. You feel everyone, because of you being paranoid and overreacting, you feel no one loves you again. You become depressed. You fall into depression. This stage is the beginning of the final set of stages. You fall into depression and before you know it, you become, you have this behavioral loss of control. That means you lose control of yourself. You do things impulsively. You are depressed, you can do it impulsively. Someone can just say something bad. Before you know it, you stab the person. You don't think this, you just stab the person, not even caring if the person is your loved one, your sibling, your parent, you just stab the person. There was a movie I watched when I was much younger. I can't remember the name. Apologies. In this movie, this young man was actually addicted to drugs. And the stages which I mentioned, this guy went through the stages. In this stage, the seventh stage, he pushed his mom down the stairs and the mom hit her head down and the mom died. And this guy didn't show any emotional remorse that he killed his mom. His mom was trying to wrestle with him to take the drug he had. But he pushed his mom and his mom died in that movie. And he didn't come to his senses. Why? He had this behavior loss of control. He lost control of himself, of his actions. 
anything that involves motion, movement, he lost control of it. He did everything on impulse. The eighth stage, then is when you start recognizing loss of control. Now, like I said, the young man was later on recognized that he has killed his mom. He wept and wept and cried and cried and cried and cried. But it was all over. Mom is dead. Nothing can bring her back. And the mom died at his own end. So nothing could bring the mom back. Now, this young man has realized, has recognized the loss of action, the loss of control. But it was too late. And that brings us to the ninth stage. The ninth stage, the stage of despair. You are in the stage of despair. And this stage is the penultimate stage. In the sense that, well, you take a great deal of rehabilitation to bring someone out of the stage. Because this stage is most likely a stage of never return. Because from this stage, a person can go to the afterlife. A person can go to the stage where he or she can't be productive again. He or she will be useless. Because at this stage, is a penultimate stage. Now, the young man, after realizing he has killed his mom, he becomes, he goes into despair. Why? Because it wasn't the right thing when he pushed his mom down the stairs. His mom died and now he's at despair and his, his thoughts are jammed. He's into despair. He's, he's not taking straight. Suicide thoughts can come in, which can lead to the 10th stage, death. Suicide, um, you self mutilation cutting your wrists, injuring yourself, doing things to yourself because you are disappointed. You're surprised. You recognize that it was your own hands that killed your mom. It was your hands that did that. So the guys like that. So in all these stages, you should be able to know that all these stages I've listed, they are step by step. Stage one is redeemable. Two, three, four, five is redeemable. But from six downward, it takes a great deal of rehabilitation process and commitment and zeal to be better, to get better. Okay, so we've come to the end of this volume. Yeah, you heard me right, volume. Well, this topic is very, 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 very sensitive. So. It must be treated with utmost caution. Due to that effect, I won't go further. But instead, we'll continue from where we stopped this week in the next episode. But well, before we call it today, I would like to just do a brief recap on what we talked about. I talked about addiction. I liken it as a neurophysiological disorder in which it's total dependence on something. Total dependence and a certain urge to perform a certain behavior. Yeah, that's addiction. I also talked about the types of addiction. Uh, among others, which are yeah, alcohol addiction, drug addiction, pornography addiction, uh, masturbation addiction, and the rest. Whatever it is, but there are just a few, one of the few which I mentioned. And I also talked about the stages of addiction, which are the stage one is denial, then get to avoidance and defensiveness. Then we get to crisis building. And also also have immobilization. You have confusion and overreaction. Then we have the depression stage. Then we have the behavioral loss of control. 
We have the recognition of loss of control. And we also have despair and loss of life and all others. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I would love to see your reviews in the review section. Give your reviews, your contributions, whatever you've learned from this episode. It's going a long way in helping, encouraging the host and also boosting the listeners. Yo, don't forget to um, rate us on Spotify. It's very important because it's to go a long way also. Well, I guess that's all. This is where I draw the curtain for this part of this topic. Yeah, because next week we should talk about the remaining parts, like I said earlier. So that's all on today's episode. I hope you had a wonderful time. Have a wonderful and productive week. Goodbye.